Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you just love the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack when hunger strikes. I happen to love me my pistachios. Uh, I don't want to screw around with the nuts, so I love the no-shells pistachios. Anyway, there are a bunch of flavors to choose from, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno, lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts, and each ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number along with your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, Rob, I feel like you were doing your own kind of clapping there. Well, that's the number one thing. That's it's your like number a- one on the call sheet. Motherfucker! Hey, everybody. It's Literally with me, Rob Lowe. Um, I love me some Julie Bowen. Love her. On the list of America's sweethearts, she is certainly on it, whether it's from Modern Family or Happy Gilmore or what have you. And uh, we did a movie together um, called Knife Fight. We're going to get into some good stuff. Let's get to it with Julie Bowen. have been doing Ryan Murphy world, right? Oh, yes. And that is not glamorous no. in the trailer. Land. I had 11 years on Modern Family. I shared a trailer with Ty Burrell. We had like a, you know, cut in half. And like, you Wait did- a minute. You did not share on that massive, iconic hit a trailer. That's how we, that's how we saved our money. Yeah, no, no, no. We shared a trailer. We had, we, we had, you know, two bangers and you would be worried about farting. In, in in your bathroom because you'd be like sorry ty like oh like just, my god i know like running water and, and he could hear phone conversations Every, i could hear him snoring because he I likes mean, to nap so so to, i love the the technology for people who are not familiar there's the honey wagon mm. remember those i mean hell yeah that's where you go to that's where the basically the 
the entire crew has to use a moving toilet. And there are also cubicles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you graduate to a double banger, as they call <laughs> yeah. it. That was, And that's a, a trailer with it's partitioned. And there's one little bed and one side. And, and that's what you're telling me with all the money you made, both you made and that you made for the studio and the network, that was the best they could provide. And they wouldn't bring uh, they wouldn't bring our trailers on location. Um, sometimes they would if it was if it was really far. But I remember one time having the 16 hour day and, and I never got in a fight with production at all. But I said, would it be OK if we had like a, a chair or something to like sit? And they go, what for what? I said, well, <laughs> I just sort of wanted to sit. I, never mind. And we just sat on the curb. They were like, we would change in one of the neighbors' houses. The Dunphy house was next door to this house for eleven years. Like we knew the Come neighbors. On. We saw them grow up. And you would go in, and they would be cooking. And you would go inside, and they would have their feet up on the coffee table. Do you want some wine? No, thank you. I'm good. Go up to their daughter's room, where like her personal things were, and change. I mean, because they didn't want to pay to move the trailers. But that's how you make Jeff Morton. God bless him. That's how you make that's how you make the studio happy and keep going. Cheap, 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 cheap. Well, you know, it's like that thing of um, when you succeed and cutting costs. Yeah. And you think and you think you're waiting for the like, thank you or the acknowledgement, what you get is silence and them expecting you to do that all the time. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like if you did it once for X, you can do it twice for half X. Um, I'm looking at you and behind you is a poster for my three sons. Yeah, I have three because I've got three sons. Because you you have three sons. I have three sons and I thought it was funny. Did you ever watch that show? I remember watching that show. I remember. But I was very young. It was in reruns and I was young. I thought all those shows were live. I didn't understand. Like, remember the beginning of like I, when they were like have the le- arm, the hands clapping and stuff. I thought, yes. how are they? How are they doing this each time? Just like in the beginning of Max Smart when um, doors Don- close. And I thought every time he walks into that door, it's got to hurt him. I thought it was happening every night. I remember um, watching Hogan's Heroes, <laughs> and then and then and then reading that Warner Klemper yes. was going to be the mar- Grand Marshal for the Hollywood Parade. <gasps> How is he going to get out of the out of the prison camp <laughs> in time to get to Hollywood? Wait, was he Hollywood was he Schultze or was he um, no, Colonel he, Clink? He, he was Colonel Clink. Oh, okay. He was Colonel Clegg, and you're like, how is he going to get out of there? He's stuck. It's black and white. And no, actually, was it black and white or in my oh, mind? Oh, yes, it was It was black and white. It was black and white? I can't remember. Yes. In my mind, I just remember that um, my dad wouldn't let us watch that because he said that World War II was serious. Well, exactly. And I always think about the 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 the, the pitch, like when they went into the network. <laughs> they got a comedy for us? We said we wanted a comedy. And they're like, yes, we do. We have it. But but. It's a it's, it's a mixed bag. We've got a very That's flamboyant right. Englishman. Yes. And yeah, no, and he was like the lover, but there was like they and they got care packages all the time and there was like the hot uh Nazi nurse that would <laughs> What was her name? Fräulein or Frau what, I'm sure I mean, Fräulein. And whatever she was and she was always getting it on with with Hogan. That I, by the way, sorry dad, I watched it. Like yeah. I just realized it, I gave it away. I watched it a lot of your brain. It melted my brain. And yeah, I, I, but I still get it. I still get the World War II is serious. I've read the books. I know it's yeah, real. We, yeah. I mean, but they made it the same with, uh, 
MASH. I guess MASH was Viet. Mesh the Korean War. Korean right? War. Absolutely. The Korean War. Yes. And they, and it was, that was like, I think it was that probably the last time or the last time it will ever be done to any success where they had a laugh track over a single cam, which was 50 50 drama and comedy. Yes. Where were the people? Like, I used to watch as a kid going, <laughs> Okay, it, by the way, it always took place in the most depressing tents ever. So depressing. Everything was in a, inside of a tent. And I'm thinking, what tent are the people in who are laughing? Where are they? <laughs> They're so far away, oh. Rob. But that, and they shot all of that out in, Bo like in, in Malibu Canyon. Malibu Canyon, no, in Las Virginas. Yes, yeah, still, you yeah, can still go hiking there and see them like bombed out mash trucks and stuff. I was so excited to find that out. I loved, oh. I loved that show. Alan Alda was my first sex dream. Uh, and by the way, sex dream, it was, I kissed him. They, I was wow. nine. That, and that, I, that's the first, that literally is the first one. That is. I literally dreamed that I kissed Alan Alda on and MASH. How was, how was it? I mean, my, I, 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 I exploded. There was nothing left of me. It was He's, so exciting. And not, and it's funny, Alan Alda was your guy as opposed to <laughs> the, the guy who was in for like the first season and left, who was like super duper handsome. What was his name again? Oh, Larry... Yeah, the there was the guy who was his oh the guy um with the mustache who was cool he was so fucking cool where did he go why did he leave Wayne Wilcox no I that don't was know chips. what his name was but he was a smoke show Larry Linville I don't think it was Larry Linville my producer is telling me it's Larry Schultz telling me it's Larry Linville Schultz I don't think it's Larry Linville I think Larry Linville is a character. Schultz Schultz literally, <laughs> literally like 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 he's out of Hogan's Heroes I hear nothing. I hear I see nothing. What well, it was? He was so hot, but there was something that. Why did he leave? Did he want to go do like theater? He a, yeah, he was. He wanted to go do movies. Oh God, that's always Wayne Rogers. Oop, Could, oop. I think oop. it might be Wayne Rogers. I, was, who was? Wait, wasn't that the guy who ended? Who ended up being the the tent mate? A lot of confusion in the tents. Well, the, the tents and then and the it and is the, Wayne Rogers. I have confirmation yeah. from Schultz. He is right. not from Hogan's Heroes. And it's Wayne He's, Rogers. Um, yes. So where are you? Are you up in Santa Barbara? Yeah, I'm. I'm in Santa Barbara, but I am. I'm still shooting for for Ryan on on uh, Lone Star, where we I pass where your tra your trailer camp I has know. become the trailer camp for the mothership nine one one. How is it? Are your hours is uh, you know I did an internship over there. Yes. I did I a directing did. internship, not on 911, on um, American, American Horror. Horror. And it was, and I thought, oh God, I, this is what's coming for me. These, these are real hours. These are real working people hours. Like, yeah. and going to work with your son, by the way, side yes. by side. I love that kid. How is he? Well, the Netflix thing that I just approved will be a Netflix comedy that he co-created. Um, where he and I play alternative universe versions of ourselves. Oh my God. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. He wrote, uh, he wrote three Lone Star scripts. And so, you know, I would find myself on, you know, he'd be the, at the monitor and he, you know, the director and he would come over and they go, all right, so I think we would just need to focus more. And I would be like, this is surreal that my son is basically giving me direction. He wrote three Lone Star scripts and yep. he was, yeah, because he would be out there. We would be at that, like some, you know, old mental hospital in Covina or where, yep. or whatever it is in the city of Orange. And yep. um, that yep. kid is, he's funny though. Is this a, is this a funny piece? This is a comedy. Oh, he's, good. He, he's more, he's, he's more a, a, a comedic 
uh, you know, like like he, I mean, he did great on Lone Star, which is a, a very you know audience friendly sort of traditional show. But his his left to his own devices, he's a little more um, odd, and so this this will help. But because you're like a superpower who was banging it out in your two banger in the eighties, are you yeah. able to make? Are you able to say, "Hey, listen, Ryan Murphy, you may own most of Hollywood, but I am only going to work six hours a day, twice oh God, a week." No, no you no, do it. Well, because here's the problem: I'm also a perfectionist, and you know, an executive producer on the show with Ryan, so we're partners. Ah. In, and, and so I here's what I won't do: I won't shoot long unnecessary hours, but I'll shoot long necessary hours. So, like if. If we, if the only way to be at this airport to get a runway where a plane is landing, I will do that. But, but, but to be shooting unnecessarily on a set that we own, that we could be on anytime, I'm not that, that I, that I do 800 pound gorilla, that stuff. <laughs> I love to hear that. And you still, but you drive down from, from Santa Barbara every day. I finally broke down and got a little place in, in LA. So because the kids are out, I only did the drive all the time when the kids were still right. in the house. And when Cheryl and I became empty nesters, uh-huh. I was like, oh, now I don't have to schlep home every single night. So um, I it makes a huge difference. I'm telling well, you. Now, this 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 I was doing my homework for this. and I was just listening to your Sophia Bush episode and she nailed she you two both glossed upon the fact that you have intimacy issues. And I was like, I always knew I liked Rob. I, I, I did. And we did make out in a movie we once. Did. But you said that you had, you had intimacy issues. And now you're saying that you have a place down in L.A. and you don't have to go home every night because the kids aren't there. And I get it. I prioritize my kids. But I'm single now. Ooh, and nice. I will not. And I'm not even going to date. I'm done. I'm like, everybody wants, they want to get close. They want your time. They want to get in your head. Yeah. And I'm like, I <sighs> Yeah. As a Los Angeles, by the way, can I just pitch your new show you're developing? L.A. Minx. L.A. Thank you. You, you were there before I was. <laughs> I L.A. Minx. I heard it. It was, it like, was. And like, and the, and the, and the, the uh, typeset should be like L.A. Law. Yes. And you yes. should have that as your license plate. Yes. And then I drive away as L.A. Minx. That's right. But I'm, I'm, I'm I would just watch in the a, shit out of that. Show. I, <laughs> but, but, you know, you probably wouldn't because my actual life is pretty boring because I'm super into my kids and I love them. But I've recently like, OK, so I do this podcast with a guy named Chad Sanders, who is not a Hollywood guy. He's actually like a full blown intellect, wrote a book. He writes he writes for TV and movies as well now. But mm-hmm. he's a smart dude. Yep. And he has a real hard time with people who are always like, I love you. I love you. So we were talking about it. Like, what the fuck does that even mean anymore? Like, I love my kids. Right. Um, uh, I love my dog. I also love certain foods, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I can get myself to loving like a, a, a new adult person in the same way. Thoughts? Yes. Uh, yes. 100, <laughs> 100, how about just yes and yes? I mean, I, but 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 that said, you're not ready to go sit, you know, in a monastery, but or a convent. I would in your case. I I was like I've retired. I'm retired. It's it's I'm done. I I I'm not into it. And then uh, I'm not into dating. I tried. I did try, 
there's a lot of nice people out there, but they want a lot of time. And it's like, it feels like a young person's game. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, gotta be, right? And gotta then be. like, and if you have kids, you, you're either sleeping over and where are you going to, it's, it's a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. So, I mean, of course they say never say never. Idris Elba knocks on my door. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a chance. I'm, I'm saying you got a chance. Idris. Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I don't know anything about yourself's personal life. He's met him. He's great. But you have to have a list of, of like Idris Elba and reach out. Why wouldn't you? Well, he's married. Uh, my list okay. is really weird. It's got like Stephen Colbert, top, married. moved to be near him, run by his house daily, could be arrested for stalking, married. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Who else? Um, who else would be on that list? Uh, they're all married. There, I mean, there's not there's not a single one that isn't married. There's a, most of the NBA, but it's just that's his fantasy time, though. Like, what are you going to do with that, really? I don't think there's a a a, a prototype or an ar uh, archetype of the needy, clingy NBA player. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like Russell, Russell? Westbrook, it's a just go, but baby, I no, come on. Summer is almost here. Are you ready to throw open your windows or throw them away? If they're drafty, foggy, or impossible to clean, talk to your friends at Window World. Window World specializes in home transformation with beautiful energy-efficient windows, entry doors, and siding, featuring Energy Star certification and the good housekeeping seal. Call 1-800-WINDOW-WORLD, schedule your free consultation, and tell them you heard about it here on Literally with Rob Lowe. Window World, America's exterior remodeler. Hey, listeners. Ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meath. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. When I first started being on podcasts as a uh, guest, I would forget it was an interview. Yeah. And you just have a conversation and then you're like, oh my God, did I reveal too much or would I, uh, whatever? And you did. You realize, nah, it, I, I did. You and did. Realize, I've listened to did. all of your podcasts. You, since it, the I just, it's too, it's oversharing. Of course it is. But at a certain point, I don't know. 
at a certain point, you go, what am I, what am I holding back? What am I? Listen, I'm not only a trailer sloth. I'm also in the world of giving no fucks. I've been in that world for a, for a few years now. When, when do you think that happened? Within, within the last decade. Within the last decade. Like the deal making, for example, is so arduous on everything now. Mm -hmm. Everything is a, is a nuclear winter. There's no <laughs> gentleman's agreement. I mean, you've been, listen, you've been through it on Modern Family. Yeah. And, uh, it's insane. and my, so my son is, this is his first taste of it. And so he cannot believe how calm I am because I know at the end of the day, it's the, it's a giant kabuki. Yeah. And everything's going to work out. Mm -hmm. There are times when it doesn't, but when it doesn't, then, you don't want it to work out right. it's so egregious. But I, I just refuse to live in the stress of 80% of daily life because I know it's going to work out. I just won't do it. I won't, I won't, I'm not, I won't invest on that minute by minute level anymore. And, and for many, many years, that was where I hoped to be, where I was sometimes, but not other times. And then something just clicked and I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> but how does it just click? Like that's it's literally like being like, yeah, and then I found God and no, you know, time. and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's it's the most time. important part. Just time. Just well, hanging no, out. But it is, but it is a belief in, you know, either a higher power or God or something that you know you go, have you ever been let down? Uh, well, actually, I mean, really let down. I'm not talking about disappointed or tragedies or sadness or things you wish never ever happened to you and you wouldn't wish on your worst person. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about like legitimately horribly let down and i'm like no you know what i haven't so why is it gonna start now what do you mean let down like everything you just described was a huge letdown like betrayed lied to yeah, but you're hurt. still but you're still here you're still here you're still functional you're still successful you're still whole you're not you, it didn't kill you no no but it does it does it can make you a little um shy of getting out there make yourself vulnerable again and th and that is stuff that i have actively worked on and that is every all of us have whether you call it your cross to bear or your lesson that you were put here to learn however you want to look at it you know the very part of me where i can go out of my body as i'm trying to navigate through a, a fucking airport right is this part of me that can go out of my body, you know, when I need to be present in my own body in a, in a different situation. I've Good news is I've kind of conquered it, but, but I've spent a lot of time working on it. How did you conquer it? Like it meditation, um, surfing, because I know you love to surf. All of it. All of it. All of it. It's a little bit of everything. It, it's um, mostly it's recognizing when it's happening. Yeah. And then go, okay, so why, what did I just, why did I just close off and why, you know, why, why did I just like, am I sitting above myself, watching myself like an episode of Bewitched when they're up in the, <laughs> the roof? Endora, you and Endora just go up to the roof and chat. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, this is not going to come as a shock. It's anytime I'm feeling, not anytime, but it's triggered by anxiety, yeah. stress, fear. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, fear, I mean, fear, fear is the fucking worst. There's nothing worse than fear. But at the same time, as an actor or, or as an, even as an interviewer, there are times when you're, I'm aware when I've got this kind of master brain that's, that's going, 
we got it. We know where the cameras are. It's okay. We got, we know, we, you know, your next line, like that's mm-hmm. talking you through it and is doing some sort of also like in this case, some sort of like analysis as you're there. We're yes. not talking about getting rid of that, are you? No. Okay. Good. Well, by the way, it's interesting that you say that because I sometimes wonder having that brain either makes you a truly superior actor <laughs> or an inferior actor because. Yeah. Like the notion of like, I just lose myself in my character and I, and then I just kind of come to, and I don't even know what happened. I'm like, well, okay, well, what if you have to fucking adjust for the camera? I know. What if, what if you realize that, oh, I, if I don't move an inch to my left right now, they're not recording any of Another, this. This is all gone. That's why I was reading something recently. I have no idea why about Cape Fear. And Juliette Lewis is talking about doing some of those really iconic scenes with Robert De Niro. And that they were just, he would like run down the hall with the hall wasn't part of the set. And she would follow him. And I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but like, yeah. and then Scorsese's just like got the camera. And I'm like, yeah, they, you you're lucky if any of that ends up on camera. Like, how is that, how is that sustainable or, or replicable? Because in, in TV and film, you have to replicate at a certain point. I yeah. mean, not, not like an automaton, but you got to be able to do it again. You well, got to be able I've to, come, yeah. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. And here's what I, what it comes down to is when, when they talk about craft. Yeah. That's the craft of acting. Right. There's acting and then there's the craft of acting. Right. And I've worked with a lot of actors who are all actor. They're 100% actor, but they have no craft. Right. Right. They can't. Yeah. That is the part that, 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 and it's just probably so boring to so many people. But I remember finally feeling as an actor, like, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was like, oh, I, I, I know where the camera is and where the light is and I don't have to look. And that kind yes. of like, and I know that we're in a whatever shot it is. And I now, now I can do my job within that space. Yes. But the idea of just being like, I worked with an actor who's fucking phenomenal. And I won't say his name because he's, he's really well known, but he would just do the funniest things, but he dropped to the ground and he'd be off camera. I yes. was like, get up. No one can see what you're doing. This is not going to ever be on film. No, it's, it's, I, I, when I come to a set based on where the camera's pointed and I knowing what we shot, I, I don't need to know. Okay. So in this shot, we're going to pick it up from when you, I'm like, I, I, I know. I know. Right. Like it's clear. By, right. But that's, but also you want to be a, and are a director as am I. And I think the, that we're interested in that and, and, and know all about that stuff is the director part of us for sure. But there was a time of being an actor seemed like the coolest thing in the world. When do you think for you, because if because you become an actor or producer, I mean, you become a director or producer or a writer w- because you realize that actors have no power. Like, it seems like the world loves you and you have power. You've no power. You're waiting for the yeah. phone to ring. So when did yes. you turn? When did that worm turn for you when you're like, wait a minute, everyone wants to fuck me, but I have no power. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, it uh, is, that's good when for a certain age and hormone level. And after that, you go, I, I need something else. Well, I mean, it's funny, you know, again, my, my son, John Owen, you know, when he, he, uh, just told me he wanted to be an actor. I was like, okay, be it, be a content creator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the only model that works today. Yeah. I just had, I was, what it, for me, it wasn't the power thing so much as it was, I being an, an actor, I had, there were no more surprises. I'd, I'd done every 
rescue. I've I've played every scene. I've played every note. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that there's something that I haven't played at some point, and I need to be challenged. And I have, I have more to give. And then the other thing was I and I say this with all possible humility. I'm 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 loath to even say it. I can't like wait. When this you, is going to be the best part. I already know it. When when you know more than anybody else on the set. And that comes with the amount of time. Like right. I'm 50 fucking seven. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just seven hours years old. I've been set. doing this you since look 1979. You Rob. You are still highly desirable. You're highly, you're highly fuckable. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't think that, but I, I do think that that's an interesting shift that starts to happen for people when you go, because for so long, getting a job feels good. And getting a job and knowing you have a place to go in your life. I I hated being an out-of-work actor so much. Friends would be like, we're going to see the matinee at the Bev Connection. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? We've given up. They're like, well, we, no. got, we don't have anything else going on. I mean, to me, and here's the other thing is when I'm directing and oh, really in an editing room, this is the best. Like, I'm never tired. I'm exhausted really? as an actor. Yeah. Exhausted. Yeah. Sloth. Sloth. Trailer sloth. sloth. What what do you like about the editing room? It's where and it's the same as being in the recording studio. Like when like when I can geek out with my friends who are in rock bands. I uh-huh. get to be in there all day long. It's like a little more guitar, a little less guitar. What if we put it a timpani? It's like you get to really make you everything is made in the editing room, as you know. Yeah. I do know. And I and I find it really interesting. And how much do you think about that when you're shooting? Like when you're directing? Are you always thinking about editing? Um, I remember when I was young, like people would say, oh, when you work with that director, you should know he's, he's cutting, he's cutting in, in the camera. He's cutting in his head. And I was like, ooh, wow, they're cutting in their head. Ooh, wow, that's amazing. Whoa. And, and now, of course you are. Anybody yeah. who knows what the fuck they're doing knows what they're going to use and what they're not. And don't shoot things. Around. But by the way, that's not the way, like you shoot a movie like Apocalypse Now, they've, they shoot everything and anything. and then. It's a big mound of de- debacle, and then they bring it into the editing room, and they cr- and they find the movie, right. and they craft it. That's that that nobody does that. Nobody anymore. does that. I work with Steven Soderbergh on on Behind the Candelabra. I did a scene with him where it was Michael Douglas and I meeting at at a door. He never even shot Michael's coverage. Oh my god, that's never fucking shot bold. It. That's a bold move. I love that. I love that. Because there's a lot of people though now because you don't shoot on film, so it's cheap. It's cheap. Just shoot everything. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And then later on you'll you'll kinda like hey, someone will figure it out. So yeah. I don't and I don't I don't love that. I, I don't no. love that at all. But do you I, I'm I, I want to go back to this thing that you're you have a you do uh, by the way, I just want to note I love that you've taken control of the show. Yeah, and, and I, don't I love fact, that. I have no I have no ability not to. I'm so sorry. Would you like to take control of it? Are you are you like a dominatrix? No, not at all. I think that's no. probably my big problem. People like, oh, you're bossy and yes. you're driven, so they, and they mm-hmm. want that's what they and they want that for me. And I'm like, oh, all I want is to not be in charge for a minute. Mm. I would love to not be in charge. I'm in charge of a of three little boys. Well, they're teenagers now, but three boys and and I've got employees and production and uh, you know i would love to not be in charge what are your boys into what are, what are the kids into these days tell me I that mean, my kids are in well one of my one out of three is super into sports and it's just starting to happen now because he suddenly like grew and he stopped like caring if he got hurt 
uh, mm-hmm. he was, yeah. he used to like have to put ice on everything. And now he's like, <laughs> screw that. Um, so he's really into soccer. He's really into basketball. He's really into football. He's into all of it. And, uh, one of them is into, I'm not sure what he's into. We're just really hoping I won't say his name cause I'll feel bad if he hears it, but he knows, <laughs> he knows who he is. Yeah. I'm like, he's, you, he's going to run a fortune 500 company or he's going to end up in jail. He's like those outside of the box thinkers that yep. there's yep. no, yep. he doesn't even know there's a box. Understood. And yeah, you're right about that. No, I know. And and then my and then the other one is um he's very quiet and we're sort of waiting to see what happens over there. Crazy smart. Keep your eye on that one. That's exactly right. Right? Do you have did you was one of I yours do. really quiet? I have, I have I have my oldest, I have two, John Owen who you know. Yeah. And then Matthew and Matthew is the quiet killer. What's Matthew doing? He went to Duke, got his law degree, um then passed the bar and he is now working uh, in, a, in, in a VC company and he's got like, you know, he's out there doing, I mean, he's into all of it. Crypto, what city? What city? In LA. And he understands crypto? Oh, they, uh, beyond, beyond belief, all of it. And okay. Okay. Can you do crypto in two sentences? It's a, a dig, in, instant digital currency that eventually everything has gone digital, uh, you know, so why wouldn't money? I think it's inevitable. In fact, what I said to him, I said, I don't understand any of it. I want you to, in- I want schmuck insurance. So just <laughs> yeah. invest smart across the board. Smart. So, so I'm not one of those guys that goes, I remember when I first heard about the computer. Right. Exactly. And I don't want to be that asshole. So I'm in. Right. Because it's, it's inevitable. I'm sorry. It is. It's just like the met, by the way, by the, way, the metaverse is another one. Absolutely happening. But it, wait, our, the metaverse is like, I thought the metaverse uh, uh, applied to like uh, uh, action movies. You mean the real metaverse? Like where everything yep. is virtual? 100%. It's, it, it's, well, here's the thing. It's 100%. I actually did an event in, for meta in but, the metaverse. Oh, and really? It's so, and it's so rudimentary. It's the equivalent of, if you know, of what Pong was right, right. to what video games are now. And, and that's how far they're going to go, you think? Oh, and it'll be, it'll, it, it will be exponential. I have a cousin, uh, cousin who works at Google, and he's, he's like, it, the only thing people want the metaverse for, a re, a, the thing that's going to make it go at first will be porn. Yes, it's what made the internet go. Right, exactly. And then the rest follows. But it's always sex first. But the idea of that, oh, actually, you know what? You can fuck Claire Dunphy virtually all you want. That's fine. That's cool. I don't care. It's like my, it's funny, my Rob Schulte, he's right. Just hit me with, 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 with cryptocurrency. It's, it's like, you want to be in it because it's like beta and VHS. Somebody's going to, someone's going to win. And you want to be in it. But then the metaverse, it's like, I want to. I mean, literally anything you can imagine will have like, I want to like our, our, also our, our likenesses, we will be able to license. So like if you, yeah. like, I would like to see the version of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid had Elvis Presley what? been the Sundance Kid. Was that ever an option? Yes, it was. What? Transform your bathroom cleaning with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. You just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no-scrub 
clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, this is your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who've switched to an easier clean. Get your wet and forget weekly shower cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here, there. But when I, when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's, I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. Sirius XM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, Comedy, Yacht Rock, let's go. Little little Steely Dan going in your Kia, come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. They said the best friends you will ever make will be the friends created by the AI that knows you. Okay, that's but see, I don't. I that that that's where I that's where I I say no. There's got to be some. There's got to be some chemistry element, some thing that sustains you. I mean, how okay, long you- until you go until you go to the meta, which I did. I hosted a Super Bowl <laughs> party for charity in the meta. And you look at someone and you go, oh, wow, I kind of like this. No. You got a nice little vibe going. And it's a fucking avatar. It looks like a bad cartoon. you got to be kidding me. No. And then the, here's, the, and here's the other thing that happened is you go, well, I'm, ne- I'm never going to buy anything that only exists. Oh, N- NFT is the other thing that right? we're obsessed with. Yeah. Right. That even 
and and I'm a I'm a huge believer in NFTs and all of that because you absolutely are going to want your Hermes Birkin bag in the metaverse. 100% you'll buy one. 100% you will. Why? Why am I going to buy this, Rob? You have not convinced me. I don't want to. Why would I spend money on a thing that's not real? Because when you're in the metaverse and you see some, you 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 go to this. this I went to a table where they had sunglasses you could pick up, or you know, a wig or a hat. And I was like, I want that hat. And then somebody was like, No, I want the hat. And then maybe you don't get it, and you look at somebody who has the hat, and you're like, No, that's pretty fucking cool. It's life. It's just like life. Were you Rob Lowe in the metaverse? Like, did they make an avatar that looks like you, or do yes. you know what and you it, looked like? Oh, no, okay. no, I I I helped design my own meta. But again, it's so rudimentary. It looked just like my my emoji. Yeah, like your big emoji thing that's it look, like it look, yeah, that you yeah, send to your look, mom with like huh, the hearts for eyes because you have nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it looks like now. But that's that's this is the pong version. Yeah, bloop 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 bloop. Yep. Imagine when it looks like Halo. Yeah, or what it looks I, like I, now. I, I can't, and I and I don't know if I want to, but I I do want to understand crypto but i can't i understand that it's important i understand it's the future i get it but i watch i sit there with my kids i watch videos on youtube about blockchain and i go yes fucking my head can't do this i don't understand a thing well and here's the thing is we're we really aren't mate it's it's not for us to understand it's for our kids to understand and their kids and we're just going to be the we're, we're, we're the last you know it took 12 years for the horse and buggy to go from all the only way anybody could be tr- could be could 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 ride anything on any distance is a horse and buggy. Within twelve years, they were gone from existence forever. Twelve years. You know why I really like you? I mean, you've always been cute and all that stuff, but you and I—we are very, very large, incredibly shallow pools. We have an incredible expanse yes. of knowledge. We don't know about the depth. No, no. no idea well, about the depth. You, I have no depth. Uh, but I can we, tell you right now. I mean, I, I do feel like we, we could, we could do, uh, we could do a show called Shallow Pools and just mm-hmm. very large, but, but just bounce around and, and it's only goes like 12 years for a horse and buggy. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great photo, um, you can see of the, what parade is it in New York? Um, I want to say the, the, like the St. Patrick's Day parade in New York in like 1900 mm-hmm. horse and buggies. As far as you can see. Yeah. 1912. Gone. Um, cars as far as you can see. And that was considered also a big environmental cleanup and still is in a lot of ways. Do you know that they had hundreds of millions of pounds of horse shit and they had no, they literally did not know what to do with it. And they had to cart it out. It's like us with, with plastics now. I mean, what do we do with this? We have no idea what to do with it. And they kept having to you know, run it out to the countryside, but there's less and less countryside. And they were having a methane problem. Well, now we just put it to factory farming, but whatever. As, as, uh, as the great Rosanna, Rosanna Dana used to say, talk about an old reference. It's always something. It's always something. I know. I love that. You've hosted SNL. Yes. How many times? Three. Are you going for your five-timer? I would like to be one of the five-timers. Here's the thing about SNL. Um, I, if I never host it again, that will be fine because I had, I, I'm never going to have better, better episodes than I did. They were all three spectacular and, and I had so much fun. I wouldn't want to go back and, and have it not be 
as as fun as it was. And 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 I like SNL, but it's it's you know, it's always a young man's game. Yeah. And um It's a lot of staying up real late. It's a lot of staying up real late. And I and I don't you know, it's not Here's John Owen. Should we talk to John Owen? Yes, right wait, now? is he calling can we say congratulations? Right Hang on. Hang on. I'm putting on John Owen. John Owen, are you there? Yeah. You're you're live on uh on my um podcast with Julie Bowen right now. She says hi. Oh my God. My partner in crime. Oh my God is she, right. She's, she's saying, Oh my God. I was telling her about our little show. What have you heard? Any any new news? I hear we're good. <laughs> I mean, you're hearing more than I am. I just went to get a haircut to distract myself because I was pulling it all out. See, he's anxious. Your dad tells it says that you need to chill out. It's all gonna work out. Yeah, he has you, this. you have to get you have to get to the uh, the place of the buckets that, I, that I've gotten to. I've been telling Julie about that. <laughs> I wish I had the buckets. I'm 26 year, years old, though. I think that would be a kind of a dangerous thing for me to have. This the buckets. It might be a. It might be his coach soon for the buckets. But but are you excited to work with your dad more? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you were great at improv. There's no yes and there. Be like a mediator, though, and come hang with us. That we'll pay her handsomely. No, we want you to come direct. That's I, what you I do. Would is come direct an episode all day long. Yes, oh my god, I would love to direct John. No, uh, John how great Owen. would how great would Julie be directing? She'd be fantastic. She, she we we decided that that she needs to create a show called L.A. Minx, <laughs> and she needs a star in it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's good, right? Isn't it? That is good. As long as, yeah, as long as you have nothing to do with that show, I think it could be successful. <laughs> That's not very nice. All right, I'll call you back. I'm, I, I'm, 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 do, I'm doing a show here. Are you on a flip phone, hey, Rob? Go, go, no. It's, oh, it's, okay, sorry. He's, but I happen to know that kid and I really like him. I believe I dropped him off on the side of the highway once to get like an Uber. I was like, I'll drive you home. He's like, you don't even know how far away I live. I said, you live in Santa Barbara. I'm not doing anything. I'm avoiding my kids. I love that. He's a nice person. Thank you. He loves you too. He loved so you two were were shadowing yeah. the directors on American Horror Story just uh -huh. to sort of see how they were doing on on and it I the Ryan Murphy universe is, is not unlike any other it's its own world and it has like yeah. it literally has like crossover episodes with like oh the producers from this are coming over to that and everybody's shifting around but i love that that man will hire from within promote from within yeah. he finds he believes in people's talents i like that yeah he we have been we were trying to find something to do together since nip tuck and nip tuck i've told mm. the story before so i'll make it quick do you know my, my Nip I don't Tuck, know your Nip Tuck story. I, just very, very, very brief. I love Nip Tuck. Yeah. I think it was one of my favorite shows ever. And I used to watch it going, why can't I have a part like that? Why can't I have a part like that? That is, that I would crush in that. Da, 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 da. And so I, I got a meeting with this Ryan Murphy character. Uh -huh. And I told him all that. And he goes, and he was just, he just like went white. And he says, well, I wrote it for you. And your no! agents never gave it to you. Yeah. Do you fire agents? I mean, like, no, who, because how I, no, because I understood what happened was this is very inside baseball, but but it was for uh, I believe uh, a net, a network called FX. Yeah, they had never done scripted programming at all. Right. This was their first foray, and he was and, new. And, and as Ryan said, he goes, and I wasn't Ryan Murphy then. No, he wasn't. And my agents had me fresh off the West Wing. Mm. And it was bonanza time. And they were mm -hmm. like, he's not going to do some FX whatnot thing with this whatnot Right. Guy We've never heard this. of it. Right. So they never 
gave it to me. That's okay. I read The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and I, I think I was pregnant or had had a long day of work, and I was like, I don't know. I, don't, I, just, I, can't, I can't focus. I don't get it. And then, you, and then you see it later. You go, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But you never know until you know. And it, and it leads to something else. It's like, you know, I, I turned down Grey's Anatomy because I, I, I for, for various reasons, but I don't but regret it because I, I wouldn't have done Parks and Recreation. And I love and Parks and that I, changed, I think, to Parks and Rec. Let me just tell you what changed your career. Let me tell you about you, Rob, because you don't man. know, you know nothing about this you. This is going to come as a shock to you. <laughs> I'm a narcissist and I love when people talk about me. Go ahead. <laughs> that. You that did change your career because everybody you're you're too handsome by half. And I don't say that as a compliment. I don't know. You don't. I don't trust. And it's it's a burden to carry around. No one takes you seriously. You can do really funny shit. Uh, you're the stuff you did in Wayne's World and stuff was was really funny. But it wasn't until Parks and Rec when you got to be silly. You weren't mm. even funny. You were fucking silly. So silly that I was like, he broke free. He finally broke free. He's making fun of every single thing everybody thinks he is, and he finally broke free. I was really, really excited to see it because you pretty, and pretty's hard to carry around. Yeah. And also, no one wants to see pretty get old. Like, pretty's hard. I know it's not hard, <laughs> but then it's hard. Well, you're, you're very sweet to say it, and, and you're right. The silliness is and and that's why again with this show I'm trying to do is I I need I need to have that in my life. Yeah. I need to I need to be a fool. <laughs> do you know, do you know what I mean? I do. I I love that. What is the character in this? If you're playing different versions of your of not of you, but of the same character in different times. Well what what happened was my my son um got a uh he he kind of the the internet kind of fell in love with him trolling me. Yeah. And it became a thing. And people talked about it on TV shows and newscasts, and it kind of became a thing. And so we were like, wow, people really like this. I wonder if there's any there there. And if so, what would it look like? And so we we're like, well, we're not gonna do a reality show about our relationship. We're certainly not doing that. And I don't think we should I we should be playing a sort of curb your enthusiasm where we're ourselves but we're not really ourselves i don't think i and then i'm like and i don't want to do anything about show business because i did the grinder and i loved the grinder but um so what does it look like and so we, we like okay what is the math of this equation that people are liking what's the what what is the math in the equation and it's me as a public figure that my son knows in a totally different light and can't really get his head around the fact that the world sees, doesn't see him, me in the way that he does. Yeah. And then the comedy version is I'm, he knows me to be an untethered buffoon, which by the way, might be the working title. And, untethered buffoon. And, and the world sees me as this great savior. I'm going to play like a like an Elon Musk tech genius. Uh, oh, so you're revered in this. Like people take you seriously. Oh, yes. Like I may, like literally I'm on the cover of Time Magazine. Will, you know, Ellis Ross save the world because I invented a way to harness carbon 
in a way that's never been harnessed before. Oh, I, I take that guy seriously too. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah. but he's also, he's also the kind of guy that is insists on taking meetings in his infrared sauna because when his bone marrow is warmer, he has more clarity. <laughs> so he's kind of a little bit, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, yes. And so John Owen can see, knows that part of you and, and, and knows that part of this character. And yes. Uh, so it's kind of John Owen's show. Yes. I mean, you're you're the he's you're the, the he's the Liz Lemon and yeah. I'm the Alec Baldwin. In yeah. 30 OK, Rock. so he's he's it's really his journey we're on. And you're the ever yes. fixed Mark. Like you're not moving. No, no, I'm not changing. And by the way, and same with on Parks and Rec, Chris Traeger did not change. And that's the he's a joke. I want to play the joke machine. I've had enough character arcs. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have enough journeys. I, I just want to be the joke machine. And this is going to be, this is obviously, well, it's a, it's a comedy, so you don't know how long it has to be because it's Netflix. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like 40 pages because they do, you get to do whatever you want. Are you so excited to get to do whatever you want? So excited. I'm so excited to get to be a fool because I love being, being a, a, a you know, traditional leading man. I love it. But, but if I didn't have an outlet for the, the nerd fool in me, it would be a prison. By the way, on the same side of if if all I was was a, was considered some lightweight comedy actor, yeah, I would be like, oh, I got, I, I have some bass notes, right, right. You would want you'd want to reach for the thing that nobody knows that you have in you, but yeah. we people do know you have this in you. This is just your fun place. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, yes. yeah, if you're gonna show up and place. do this for hours and hours, and you're gonna do this in addition to the Ryan Murphy metaverse. And that's what this this that's what that phone call was was like everybody negotiating how I'm going to do that. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. Because that's this is like a very behind the scenes episode, literally. Like it's like a lot of, like like it's un, it's unfolding in real time. I feel like Wolf Blitzer. It's all it's unfolding in real it's time. Happening right it's, it's happening, happening right, right now. It's happening right now. By the way, can we just I, Wolf Blitzer? Okay, I wish he would stop the Scud Stud. The scud Stud. That was not Wolf Blitzer. That was that was other, Wolf Blitzer. No, it was not. Ask, ask the, ask your, your your peanut gallery. This is a layup. It was the scud stud. I'm asking um, Schulte right now. No, he was a handsome young. He wore, he wore like a version of a members only that was leather. Arthur Kent. So what was Wolf Blitzer's nickname then? I thought he was the scud stud. to give the first. Wolf Blitzer is Captain Obvious. (laughs) But back when. Yes. Thank you for that report. War is bad. (laughs) Thank you. And and please be safe. It is. It's certainly not safe when there are <laughs> missiles in the air. Thank you. He's like literally watch Wolf come out of a report uh-huh. and he will tell you exactly what you've just seen. What you just one saw. More time. That, of course, was the vice president speaking from the South Lawn. Yeah, we just saw it. <laughs> Pretty much know that. We saw it. He's basically doing intros and outros. He literally is hosting like and next up. It's a story about a dead bird. Yes, and dead birds are sad when they're dead. <laughs> Windows, bad for dead birds. And next yes. up, so but CNN's going to change now. Then we got a it's new gonna, head, got new head of CNN. They're I know, gonna, I think it's going to be more newsy, maybe. Who knows? The new McLaughlin group is what Schultz is saying. The new McLaughlin, McLaughlin group. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I know, I know. It sounds like you're gargling with a dick. <laughs> um, this has been so fun. How, how great is Ms. Bowen? That was Julie Bowen. What a mean Julie Bowen, a modern family. Julie she was Bowen. here. She was in the podcast, and it was she always was funny. She was here. She was here. Has a podcast. 
Hello, I'm Wolf Blitzer, and you've just heard literally. It was a podcast, and it was hosted by Rob Lowe, and Julie Bowen was on it. And podcasts are heard through your ear holes. And certainly something that some find entertaining. We will be back next week. But first, the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line, where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, Rob, this is Mike from Dayton. So here's the premise. I won this contest to have dinner at the Pine Club with you and another famous Daytonian. So who do we pick? Martin Sheen, Allison Janney, or Nancy Cartwright? And why? Thanks. Keep up the good work. Wow. I love hearing from my homies in Dayton. And I love me, the Pine Club. I just like waiting in line at the Pine Club. So the Pine Club is a steakhouse in Dayton, Ohio. It's in Oakwood, where I grew up. I grew up all over Dayton, lived on the north side, also lived in Oakwood. Uh, but the Pine Club is an institution, and they're famous for the fact that they do not take reservations, and they really get off on making you wait. Uh, there, there's pictures of, like, George Bush cooling his heels while he's president to get a table. That's their thing. Um, been going there since I was a baby. Um, there's one person on the list uh, that I don't think you mentioned. Jonathan Winters. Um, my dad practiced law in the Winters Tower. It's called the Winters Tower now. I think it's called something else. Um, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Winters. Um, maybe it's because I've had so many dinners with um, Martin Sheen and Allison Janney. But uh, Jonathan Winters, God rest him, one of the great comedians of all time. Um, but that's a good good row of, of, of Daytonians there. I'm proud to be among them. And um, w- the only thing is you need to go and wait for the table and then call me and then I'll come down. I, I don't want to wait at the Pine Club for the table, but I will eat the food. Thanks for calling. We will be back next week. What happens after the week you've been living through is over on Literally. Thank you. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced and engineered by me, Rob Schulte. Our coordinating producer is Lisa Berm. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. Our researcher is Alyssa Grawl. Our talent bookers are Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. And music is by Devin Bryant. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever 
is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Rob Lowe.